Hey man, it's almost 2020. You know what that means? It's the year of perfect vision. And if you need something to start the year off right, man, to make that vision crisp and tight, oh heavens, why aren't you going to the Jay and Silent Bob Reboot Roadshow Tour, kids? Uh, we start back on the road from January 10th to February 26th. We start in Oakland, California, and we finish up on February 26th in uh, New Orleans, man, where we made the movie. We started shooting the movie on the 26th last year, and we're going to finish the tour uh, the 26th of this year of February. Between then, whole bunch of dates, man. We're going to places like uh, Olympia, and we're going to places like Spokane, and we're going to places like uh, Edmonton, Medicine Hat. All the dates are there, man. Go to the RebootRoadShow.com site. Pick up your tickets to watch Jay and Silent Bob Reboot with me or me and Jason Muse, depending on where you are, man. Uh, tickets are at RebootRoadShow.com. We'll see you there in 2020 in the future. It's time to babble the fuck on. Live, it's New Year's Babble Eve. With your hosts, Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. It is New Year's Eve in Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. So let's babble the fuck on. I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Hey! Welcome to the end of something and the beginning of something else, man. It's like fucking sex. What's it the beginning of after sex? Sadness? <laughs> For me, that's what it yes, is. Really shame, regret, police We're action sometimes. <laughs> We're saying goodbye to a fucking good year, man. This is one of them great fucking years. I'm going to miss 2019. It was fucking awesome for me. Yeah, 2019 can kiss my fucking ass. <laughs> I'm in the minority on this one, but no, yeah. No, no. You, you had a great year, and I'm happy for you. And as your friend and, and babble brother, I'm happy to see all the, the wonderful things that happened to you this year. Thank you. However, I have not had the same experience. What, uh, I've been gone. I've been on the Jay and Silent Bob Reboot Roadshow Tour for I know. a while. I was going to ask if you've been working at all. You had anything to do? You've been busy? Been this doing, is like a reunion show. This isn't really like is. a babble show. This is like Simon and Garmin Funkel. <laughs> where they worked together for many years, and there was a long stretch. and this then they the got, concert in the park? They got back together at Central Park. And everyone was happy to see them side by side. I, um, it's weird. I see you every night on the tour because I watch the movie every night and stuff. And, and no matter where I go, when you show up, there's a big <sighs> from the audience, like people like cheering and shit. I've seen, he knows this because I've sent him clips all throughout he the tour. He has. Actually, he's like, here you are in Orlando. <sighs> every clip he sends me. Yeah. So it's weird. Like, I see you all the fucking time, but... but uh, you haven't I haven't seen, seen you at all. I've been longing. But the version of you that I see on the screen, yeah, heavier than the version that's sitting next to me. Yeah, what happened, I've lost, man? I've lost a little weight. Fucking A. Um, what was it, WW? No, it was uh, W-I-F-E. <laughs> I, lost, I lost a wife since we got back together again. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Is that? Have you addressed it yet? 
Uh, I did it on my other show, on The Ralph Report. I talked about the fact that I'm in the midst of a divorce as, as we're going on. Yeah, oh, it's okay. Man. It's okay. We're still good friends. In fact, yeah, she, she did the show with the show. Me. She did the show with me earlier tonight. Yeah, so we're, uh, we're, in, a, we're in a good place. So. You cracked the code. Fucking, how'd you do that? Um, well, there's two choices you can make in a divorce. <laughs> You can be bitter and angry, yeah. or you can say, all right, this is just, it is what it is, and you can choose to be as kind and as loving and as, as, as um, um, caring about the person that you once were married to as you can, and especially when there's a kid involved, and we've got a little nine-year-old uh, adorable daughter. That's true. And so our focus was on let's make this the best possible experience we could be. We keep saying we may not have been the best married couple. Maybe we have a shot at being the best divorced couple that we can be. So we're working on that. That's crazy fucking grown up, man. Because uh, for me, it's like, uh, you be angry, I'll be angrier. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is an inclination. You do get a sort of a, a gut reaction initially to that. You're like, oh, I'll show her. But if you try to let your better angels uh, guide you, sometimes you can make better choices. And so we're... Uh... Just out of curiosity, what, what was Angry Ralph going to show? Like, you were like, oh, I'll show her. What is that? Like, uh, well, it turned I'm out... I'm with hookers now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, go ahead, Ralph, go ahead. It really is. When you're the, not the one who makes the shot, when calls the shot... Uh, there really isn't much you can do to make the other person unhappy because they're already saying, I'm not interested in being with you. So <laughs> they're like, they, this whole thing is about unhappiness. Right. So wow. I just chose to stop eating <laughs> as, uh, as my way of coping with You're it. Right but on. I keep drinking. So God, <laughs> happy new year, everybody. Just um, taking my calories in in a different format. That's all. That's what I said. Uh, that is uh, it's heartbreaking, but uh, at the same time, you seem uh, chipper regardless. Well, uh, I'm happy to be with you again, because yes. when I'm sitting next to you, it's always one of the best nights of my life. Oh, you know that? oh my God, man. And you should have said some you. shit like that to your fucking wife, yeah. bro. Yeah. I would have had to mean it. Uh, <laughs> Oh, you just found a whole new reservoir of jokes, man. That's the other upside. I'm so fucking envious of you, man. God and, damn it. And not to, uh, to, to, to make this worse, because this is a party and we're, we're celebrating at the end of the year. But another reason that 2019 has sucked is because my father is now currently in hospice care. He's right. at the end of his life. He's dealing with uh, brain cancer. And so he is uh, at the very end of his life. And so we've got him in hospice care at home. And he's 89 years old and had a wonderful life. And he said to me when he was diagnosed, I had a great time and we all got to go from something. And I was like, what a amazing way to handle that. And that's him in a nutshell. I mean, you're a chip off the old block. Look how you're handling your fucking well, grief. Again, again, it all comes down to choices. You deal with, you know, you, you can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you react to it, right? So I told Kevin this story, and I, I was going to bring it up tonight, was that I was there with my father in hospice care, and we're lucky enough that we're able to do it at home for him because he never wanted to leave his house. My mother passed away seven years ago, and that was the last home they shared. And he said, just let me end my days here. Don't put me in a home or something. So that's what we're working on. And so when you're in hospice care at home, they have great supportive staff, and they come through, and they have doctors that come through and nurses and stuff. And there was a doctor who came through who is my father's hospice doctor, and I thought at the time, and I didn't say this to him, I was like, what a smart job for a doctor to take, the hospice doctor. Why? Because you can't lose a patient, really. 
What's the worst that can happen to one of your patients? Well, sorry, but your patient died. Well, of course he did. That's the whole idea of this. And if for some miracle the patient gets better, holy fuck. Right? <laughs> the Pope's calling you. Yes. So he comes into the house, and I met Dr. Winter, and he was uh, taking care of my dad and giving us an evaluation and giving him some idea what to expect. And that's all hospice is, is really just sort of managing your expectations about the end of life. And so he, he, was, he was great. And, really, and that's the strength of a hospice doctor. It's not so much the medicine. It's like how you deal with the family because you're really their, their doctor more than you are even the patients. True. And so he's doing stuff, and he told us what to expect, and we had a long conversation. And before he left, he turned to me and said, I don't know if this is cool or not, but thank you for all the free funny. He said... Hollywood Babylon has brought me so many great moments in my life. You and Kevin do more for people than you know. And he said that on the way out the door. And here's a guy who deals with misery all day long. And I said, son of a bitch, this goofy little thing we've been doing for almost 10 years now sometimes makes a difference for people. And it really was a great moment in a horrible situation that made me say, let's go do another show. What do you say? The only way that story gets better is if it's a lady doctor and she goes, we should go out sometime. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> but to be fair, the only way the story gets hotter is if it's a, still a male doctor. And, right. And then he says, we should go out sometime. And you're like, anything goes now. Right. <laughs> if I learn nothing else, life's short. <laughs> Get all the experiences. Life's short, so take it hard. <laughs> um, well, fuck, man. Yeah, so that's 2019 in a nutshell. So fuck you, 2019. <laughs> but 2020, shit's going to be on fire. Yeah, it's going to be visionary. On, on, on fleek, as the kids say. <laughs> oh, do they still say that? I have no idea. I think they stop when they stop dabbing as well. Oh, really? Um, what do you got plans for... <laughs> What, what are your plans for 2020? Uh, drinking, of course. Yeah. As always. Um, I don't know. I've heard rumors. There's a guy making a couple films maybe in 2020. I thought oh, maybe yeah. I might sniff around for some scraps. Maybe there might be a roll or two. I got, I got a roll free. I'm writing a, a movie right now that I call Twilight of the Mall Rats. Um, and I got a part for you. Fair enough. It's you know meaty. Me. You know me. I'll, I'll show up. I will carry a spear. So that's your plan is like fucking... To live off of you? Yes. <laughs> so you better have a great fucking year. That's all I'm saying. I'll try. Yeah. Fuck. I'm going to go back to work. Uh, I know. You're January right back on tour. January 10th, I go back out on tour with the uh, Jane Silent Bob Reboot Roadshow Tour. We're only halfway done. I've done 37 cities so far. 37? 37? Yes. Oh, sorry. Um, and 60 shows in 37 cities. So now we've got 25 more cities left to go. How tempted were you to stop at 37? Just... There's, there was a part of me, but like, I mean, the only problem with the tour is you can't go everywhere that people are like, please come here, please come here. We're going to a lot of fucking places. I know, places. You're, you're, a, you're a fan service guy. That's what you it's, do. It's amazing, dude. Every night, it's like going to a church where I'm both the priest and Jesus. <laughs> 
like I, I come off like so I feel so smart at the end. every five I sit there with people that laugh at every fucking joke like I tell Josh and Liv because they're our tour managers they, they go around everywhere with us and it's very punk rock tour we take an SUV and just fucking drive around because we were supposed to fly but Jay was like it's a fucking road show tour man let's take it on the road and drive and shit he's like I fucking love driving I'll fucking drive I don't care and shit did so you say, like, here are the keys, I'm going to fly. I'll see you there. I'll see you there. I mean, his, his, his fucking gusto was like, yeah, maybe we should fucking all just drive. Man, that's kind of punk rock. Problem is, he's like a fucking infant. The moment you turn on a car, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> so he hasn't driven the whole time. It's me and Josh driving and shit. And when I'm driving, people drive past us and shit. And they'll look and see me driving and see him leaning against the window, sleeping and shit. And you see this expression on their face, like I would have thought the other one drove. <laughs> um, so they're it, thinking you're filming a sequel while you're on the road. While we're on the road, if it was, it'd be a very boring sequel. All he does is fucking sleep. Um, me and Josh and Liv, we have conversation. We'll talk about him. He pipes in every once in a while, farts, and he's like, <laughs> and goes back to sleep and shit. Sure. And then we have to stop at every fucking Walmart on the road because he's just a Walmart junkie, man. <laughs> Gave up heroin almost 10 years ago and shit, but it has not given up the heroin that is Walmart. Sure, who can? All those free samples. Really? Um, So it's been fucking fun, man. So we go back out um, uh, January 10th. And, you know, I've enjoyed driving. It is kind of like punk rock. Beats flying and shit. It's kind of nice. But there are some nights where we were doing it like a band, man, where it's like you fucking get like off the stage and then we would drive like three hours crash at a hotel then get up drive another four hours to get to the gig next gig just in time for a day where we had to have like three shows wow in a row and shit it was great but every one of them like i never was tired man it's just like if i told the kids i was like i'm pretty sure i did die during the heart attack and that this is fucking heaven because in heaven every night my movies play to a packed fucking house That's true and they get every single fucking joke and yeah. shit like that but that means the whole audience would be dead too so that's really creepy <laughs> um if i was dead it would be an empty audience right just like ghostly <laughs> clapping and shit <laughs> i don't know I no, if you were in heaven it would be filled with people you thought were alive yeah but what it's are their heaven what are their but that's not their heaven. No, like that's, their, that's their to, hell. Exactly. Yeah. Some of, imagine if like you... Maybe they're all really bad. You are in my audience and you're like, look, A, I'm glad to be in heaven, but B, in my heaven, I'd be on the fucking stage, but in this heaven, some reason, I'm watching fucking him again? Like, Good point, yeah, right. <laughs> Truth is out there. We may never Fuck know the Fuck you, answer. Josh. <laughs> now you're driving the whole fucking tour. Yeah. So it's been a blast, man. I've I've absolutely fucking loved it and stuff. Well, we're glad you're home for a minute so we can do this before you head back out again. Thank you. I'm happy to be here, man. Let's babble the fuck on. Let's find out if we still remember how to do this or not, shall we? I know, yeah, fuck. Uh, If I remember correctly, we used to start this program by talking to folks here in the audience who have come particularly long distances or celebrating special occasions with us in a segment I call The Shoutouts. It's a shout-out with Kevin and Ralph, so get your cock out. Yeah, get your cock out. You still got it, Kevin. Haven't had to do that in months. Yeah. There's yeah. dignity on the reboot tour. No mic sucking or nothing like that. Hasn't been a few truck stops, maybe, where you had to do that? <laughs> yeah. 
They Why is Kevin so long in the restroom? They're like, I had no idea. It was a secret lot lizard. Uh, Brandon Rohrbacher. Brandon, where are you here tonight? There he is. Hey, Brandon, how are you? Brandon says, this will be my fourth straight year for Hollywood Babylon New Year's show. Sixth year overall. Fuck how many hey. years have we been doing the New Year's show? Ask him. Yeah. <laughs> six years? Been six, new, six years New Year's? Uh, the, I'm sorry, the what now? <laughs> we do. I remember that. We, I think that was the first I one we might have did was think. at the Lovitz. Yeah. And then we came here and did it for a bunch of time. Yeah. He's dead, right? Lovitz? <laughs> Only in our hearts. Okay. I love beginning and ending each year with you guys, writes Brandon. As a teenager, I would watch California Gold with my dad. So can Huel Hauser please wish everyone a happy new year? And especially an amazing 2020. I think Huel could be dusted off for that. Why not? It used to be quicker back in the old days. It won't recognize you? Didn't recognize my face. It's let me in. You've lost too much weight. It doesn't not even know all. you anymore. It's not looking at you. It's looking at me. All right, hold on. I got to say, you were a motivation to lose weight, too, because I didn't want to be the fat guy at Hollywood Babylon, really. But what does that mean? Then I'm the fat guy? No. We can both be two thin guys at Hollywood Babylon. That'll never work. It's always a thin guy and a fucking fat guy, man. <laughs> Laurel and <laughs> really, Yes. <laughs> fucking Abbott Costello, Jane, Silent Bob. I was counting on you to keep bloating up. I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. 2020, I'll be better. I yeah, promise. would you? Fuck, yes, man. All right. All right, here we go. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. What a great year 2020's gonna be. I guess. I don't know. I'm dead. <laughs> but for live people, it's gonna be amazing. Happy New Year, everybody. There we go. You ever seen a dog eat an avocado? Sorry, it's my, it's my favorite episode ever. Uh, ben Peterson, are you in the house, Ben? There we go. Ben writes, you guys are a couple of legends. Watching Hollywood Babylon shows are one of my favorite things to do. My good buddy Nate and I booked flights from Australia back in April. The fuck? Seriously? That was before fucking Ralph knew he was getting divorced, man. Yeah. You guys show up, you're like, it's going to be amazing. Fucking Babylon. It opens with, like, I'm getting divorced. And my dad is yeah, my dying, dad's dying and shit. So. This guy's like, if we like, wanted depression, <laughs> we could have stayed in Australia where everything's on fire. Yeah. It is, sadly. Yeah, don't, don't. He didn't set them. It just. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Thank you, man. You're you welcome. Know, I got your back. How fucking time someone said it. Right. Josh and Liv were just in Australia. Because Liv's from there, Liv's from Australia yeah. and stuff, and they said the place was on fire. You vouch for that shit? Yeah, it sucked. Yeah. There you go. Even the parts that weren't on fire was still hotter in hell, right? Uh, yeah, about 100 degrees every single day. Yeah. And the smoke came over from Sydney to Melbourne. It was fucked. Wow. Fuck your first world problems. <laughs> you guys were in Australia for Christmas, you lucky bastards. It doesn't sound lucky. I know, yeah. but it's not. Yeah. Shit. Uh, I should you not, the whole reason for the trip is because we wanted to be here for New Year's Eve to babble the fuck on, writes Ben. Wow. Fucking A. I'd like to give a big shout out to Nate for not just drunkenly agreeing to come on this trip with me, but for, for um, but 
but for following through. Oh, for following through. He's a top bloke. I guess that's a thing they say over there. Uh, also to the boys back home at the Bentley Bar and to my good mate, Corey. Okay, you got any other fucking people you want to talk to, Ben, while we're here? Get a SIM card and make a fucking phone call. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I got a, I'm a message service all of a sudden. <laughs> if at all possible, I'd like to buy you guys a drink of your choosing to say thanks for all the free funny over the years and for Aww. being a couple of top cunts. This is the highest praise in Australia, writes Ben. It actually is, man. I was in London over the uh, Thanksgiving holiday for Jane Silent Bob reboot. Right. And I was in a car with a bunch of wonderful uh, folks from Universal. Uh, they co-own the movie. And stuff. They're, uh, they're distributing over there, right? Overseas. So uh, uh, the people in the marketing team and stuff, we were driving around at one point, and we were talking about like something, and they were like, um, yeah, and then he called He called him a cunt. And I was like, well, that's fucking cool over here, right? Like, y'all call each other cunts. And they all looked at me as if I had said, like, the N-word or something <laughs> like that. And they were like, nobody uses that word here. I was like, I'm sure that oh, they fucking stop. do. They're like, not in a positive way. I was like, no, I oh, thought the I idea see. was like, your friend was a cunt. Wasn't it like you, where they call your fucking, where a cunt is your mate and a mate your cunt? And they were like, shut <laughs> up, Kevin. Stop saying cunt. And I was like, I'm positive. And I looked online, and it's fucking Australia, man. And Australia. Yeah. It's a negative thing in England, but a positive thing in Australia. Yes, yeah. and I showed them on the internet, and they were just like, okay. I was like, fucking. You fucking cunt, yeah. they said afterwards. I was like, don't take it out of do with me. You guys created Australia. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they sent all their prisoners. Yeah. Yes. Uh, ben, thank you so much. Uh, Kevin would like a Jack Daniels with club soda, by the way. <laughs> Not me. I don't drink anymore. Um, what else are you doing while you're over here, man? Number one, thank you for coming. Number two, what are you going to do while you're over here? Uh, Vegas. Vegas. Fucking A, man. It's like Brisbane. <laughs> it is. They call Brisbane Bris Vegas, don't they? Brisbane? Well, I'm fucking sorry, man. <laughs> I thought I was being local by saying Brisbane. Are you saying it, that locals call it Brisbane? Oh, fuck. You fucking cunt. <laughs> no. Oh, no, that's it. a positive thing. Yes, yes. yes. You fucking koala. <laughs> yeah, what is the negative? What is the fucking... Yeah, what? Oh, mate. Oh, so, so when you, you get angry, it. somebody's like, listen here, mate. You wouldn't be like, listen here, cunt. That's very backwards, man. Yeah. It's like the flushing of the toilet. It just goes the right, opposite goes way. The opposite direction. Well, welcome, man. Are you got uh, have you guys gone to weed stores and shit? What work do you have where they test you for drugs? A coal miner. A coal miner and they won't they let drug you smoke? test you for coal miners? <laughs> Jesus Christ, if I worked in the middle of the earth digging out coal, I'd do every fucking drug imaginable. <laughs> Just I'd be fucking survive. smoking coal, man. Just... <laughs> well, you would, sure. I've seen that Loretta Lynn movie. That job looks hard, man. Yeah, that's... All right, so you can't smoke. What about you? You get fucked up. What line of work are you in, sir? I'm an airline pilot. <laughs> Qantas never crashed. Right. Because we're always high. Um, I got my own weed strains, man. Thanks to the good folks at Caviar Gold. 
Snoogan, Snoochie Boochies, and Berserker. Uh, they sell this at their barium. They sell this at uh, B Reels, uh, uh, Dr. Green Thumb stores. But this one is for you. This is the last joint of 2019. The last joint of the decade for wow. you. Catch. Excellent job. Long live Australia. Oi, oi, oi. Wouldn't it be funny if I threw the joint and it came back to me? Yes. <laughs> when you smoke it, that's what the sound is. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Mark from Montreal. Mark, you here? Yeah. Right. That was awesome. His first reaction was, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's got to be me. This is my very first time seeing you live, says Mark from Montreal. I believe that's in Canada. Ah, bienvenue. I escaped the hostile frozen wasteland that is Montreal to come visit my girlfriend Robin's family here in Los Angeles and Oof. managed to convince her to spend New Year's Eve with you guys, even though she's only heard snippets of the show and hasn't the foggiest <laughs> idea who you are, Ralph. Well, now it's real easy. Ralph's the divorced one. Yes. That's, that's how you can separate us now. Um, number one, fucking good for coming out here for Thanksgiving, man. Or, uh, what is it? It's New Year's, Kevin. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> wow, it's been a while since we've done this show. That's the best commercial for my own weed I could possibly give. It sure is. <laughs> Time will stand still when you smoke <laughs> snoogans. You will smoke holidays away. Um, it's good play for coming out here. Who'd want to be in, like, cold-ass weather for this shit? Come out here. And then what are you going to do? What's the next thing? Well, uh, they landed on Christmas Day. Fucking A. And they got to visit the Hollywood Museum at the Max Factor building to see all the Batman 66 and memorabilia and whatnot. I plan on hiking up to Bronson Canyon, where the Batcave is, Bat by Cave the way. Is. Yeah. Uh, visiting the Peterson Museum, where the Bat Cycle is. I'm actually. sensing a theme. Yeah, Universal Studios. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna do a lot of sightseeing. I only have a few days left in town. I was wondering if Adam West had any off-the-beaten-path geeky sightseeing suggestions. Mark from Montreal. He also sent us a little art, by the way. Mark oh. did. Here's the thing about fuckers like Mark. <laughs> if I could do this. He says, sorry about the shitty picture I drew. If I could put pen to paper and make this happen, I'd never need to live off your scraps again. <laughs> Let's I would see. live a life. Look, this is a 2020 little party. Oh, that's you fucking nice. This is like something he just sat down and jotted off real quick yeah, with a ballpoint pen. Well done. That's a legitimate piece of art right there. I'm boozing. You're smoking. It looks like us, and it's a it's oh, a. We might have a job for you, sir. Yeah, really. Are well, you an artist, Mark? Is that what you do? Uh, graphic artist. Oh, yeah. Well, fucking now it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that's beautiful, man. Uh, but I gotta check in before you go. Fucking do this. Like, to your lady, do you know who Adam West is and shit? I sort mean, of. sort of. Why don't you get the fuck out of here right now, Robin? You don't know me, fine. You don't know what Adam West is. Get right the fuck back to Canada. I appreciate your Canadian honesty. Boy, she's not from Canada. Well, she lives You're there, the I Canadian, guess, right? right? She's the American. So, but oh, that's your, California your family, honesty. Your family's from L.A.? And you, you fled... Wait, you're from you L.A. and you don't know who he is? What radio station did you listen to? This is getting really fucking yeah, complex. Fucking, Robin, so wait, Robin, you're, you, from, you're from Canada, but you're from America. 
What well, was the LA family? part? Why is your family here? That's why we're confused. They moved here. They moved here. So they left Canada and came to LA and you came to visit them here in Los Angeles. I'm so involved. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this is like my new soap opera and shit. Now that the Watchmen's over, this is yeah. all I'm interested in. Did you watch the fucking Watchmen? I haven't watched shit. I'm getting divorced and my dad's dying. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? Time for your pop culture bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. Living a real life right now. I forgot. My bad. Sorry. Shit just got fucking real, man. Fucking Montreal real. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no fucking time to jerk off Baby Yoda. I got real shit going on in my life. God. Oh my God, it's gonna be a great year. <laughs> oh, you're fucking loaded for bear, man. So you don't know why I'm fine, and you barely know who Adam West is. So this impression that Mark asked for is gonna be fucking meaningless on you, I'm guessing, right? <laughs> but your name's Robin, so I got, I got an in there. So I got that much going on. So this is for you, Mark. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta shoot this. Wish you <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been dating this girl, Mark? A little over a year. It's enough. <laughs> Don't listen to him, Mark. He's just, you know, currently bitter. <laughs> Why, hello, citizen. Adam West here. <laughs> Wait a second. Did you hear the audience go, oh, like fucking Adam West showed up? <laughs> That's amazing. Back to it. Hello, citizen. Adam West here. Robin, for you, that's the actor who played fucking Batman <laughs> in the 1960s television series. I also had a sidekick named Robin. He used to slide down my bat pole. <laughs> Robin, I would suggest you do the same. <laughs> and if you'd like to visit my bat cave, oh, this woman says, <laughs> I suggest you put on a spelunking helmet. <laughs> it gets awfully dark in there. Happy New Year, good citizens. There you go, kids. Sing. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to be just done with the shout-outs, and it's going to be New Year's Eve. No, I know. Well, we spent the first 45 minutes lamenting. I know. Uh, Dan and Heidi. Oh, that'll save us some time right there. What? Yeah, Dan and Heidi. What, were you fucking busy? Were you doing a crossword <laughs> puzzle? Holy we're up shit. We're doing a show, Dan. You literally didn't hear me say Dan and Heidi, and your names are Dan and Heidi. <laughs> Folks, I need you to stay on your toes tonight. <laughs> this is not the night to fuck with me, Dan. <laughs> fuck. You were this close to being tossed over my shoulder. Uh, is this Heidi over here? Yeah. Heidi, you're lovely. Why were you talking to him during our show? That's what I need to know. 
Dan, that's a rocking jacket you got on. What is that, gunmetal? Is that like a gunmetal blazer? What's going on? I don't know. I, I thought it was funny. She loved it. That you thought it was funny? She thought it was great, and so you bought it. It, it is great. You look like uh, an extra from Tron. I like it. I can see you in the dark. It's awesome. My name is Dan. My girlfriend Heidi and I are going to the New Year's show. I've been wanting to go to a new shows for a long time, and since Heidi's family is out of state and my siblings are not an option, I'm not even going to get into that story, I figured we'd ring in the new year with my new family, my girlfriend, and a room of like-minded strangers and two of the most entertaining podcasters I know. Well, thank you, Dan. Welcome. My girlfriend hasn't heard the podcast. God damn it. You must be from Montreal. <laughs> we went this deep. I got to know what happens, man. Um, she wasn't entirely convinced that this is what we should be doing for New Year's <laughs> Eve. I don't fucking blame you. It's Los Angeles. You could have done anything, man. You can watch the fucking sad guy show and shit. Whose side are you on? I was wondering if the Germans could assure her that this is the place to be on New Year's Eve. Well, yeah. yeah. Sure, the Germans, that's what they do. There's Batman and Robin and Ralph Murph and Potsy. There's Rudiger and Klaus. They're Germans, not Nazis. Yeah, yeah, we're not Nazis. Nine, never Nazis. Nine. Nine Nazis. Nine, well, nine times. <laughs> we, are, we are here in Hollywood, and here's the thing about uh, this show for everyone who's never seen it, Robin, and uh, other peoples. <laughs> is that it is the place to be in Hollywood on New Year's Eve. Because yeah. uh, the two fellas on the stage are incredibly funny, especially the guy with the dying and divorce. He is very entertaining. <laughs> yes. Yeah, those this are big hits. Yeah. And uh, this has been a good year for us here in America, being uh, Germans with uh, right-leaning uh, political views. And uh, so we're hoping for more in 2020. And uh, I'm saying, uh, just, uh, uh, what is this uh, with the impeachment? Let him be. I like him a lot, that guy. Mit the hair on the one side. I like that. It's blonde. And I like the blondes. <laughs> Justin Bieber? Nein. <laughs> Und uh, Trump. Oh, Trump. Trump. He puts us to shame. Nein. Nein. Uh, we have uh, many things coming up uh, good into show tonight. Uh, there'll be many ha-has for you. I can tell by your face you're like, I knew we should not have come. <laughs> yeah, but Dan is here with his shiny jacket. And you know how we love a shiny jacket in Germany? Usually it's a uh, poop spread all over it from the pornography, but still it's uh, very attractive. <laughs> is that where you were going with that? I got nothing. Help me out <laughs> once in a while. You got a microphone too, step up. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta just parachute out of Wiener Zane! Of Wiener Zane! <laughs> uh, Colleen and Paul and Alex. I really froze up during that, I'm gonna tell you why. Cause I was trying to figure out how to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was trying to figure out how to fucking sing. Beauty and the Beast in that German voice. Oh. I, I know so you're working you on a bit in your yeah, head. At the time. Yeah, yeah, man. I was Tell trying to. Get... Time. Barely even friends. Then somebody bends. Unexpectedly. <laughs> Give me a heads up next time. I'll help you out. <laughs> 
It's funny because that used to make you cry, but now your heart is dead. Yeah. So. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> you are the six million dollar man. Nothing I can am. touch you now. <laughs> Invincible. Uh, Colleen and uh, Paul and Alex. Are they all here? Oh, no. Paul's jealous back home. It's just Colleen and Alex. <laughs> yep. Just Alex. I think Colleen is roofied in the back corner somewhere. Colleen, are you here too? Say something if you're alive. <laughs> she went, yeah. yeah. Oh. Help her. Oh, Colleen. Uh, Colleen writes, I finally made it to a taping. Hmm, we're not sure. <laughs> I've been listening for years, only found two people to listen with me. My buddy Paul and my boyfriend Alex. Paul's jealous back home with his cats, but since me and Alex were already in town, I guilted him into making this our New Year's Eve plans. What's the fucking theme of this show? <laughs> Bring a friend who's never heard of them. He's such a nice, easygoing guy with an inappropriate sense of humor and deserves a shout-out. I'd like Sylvester Stallone to thank him for me, writes Colleen. However, I will not be offering up the chocolate starfish. Since he's so girthy, I just may die. Wait, what? <laughs> my buddy Paul and my She's boyfriend with her boyfriend Alex. Alex. So Paul's home. So right. you're here with the boyfriend. Right. She's and the boyfriend, you're not going to give up the ass because, because he's girthy, which you know because he's your boyfriend. And if he was girthy in... Part one. In the sequel. Part, part two is like sequel. Endgame, man. Right. Yes. Half of her ass is going to disappear. Yeah. yeah. You don't want that. Oh. All right, now I'm following along. All right. Still, it is New Year's Eve, though. If there was right. ever going to be a time. Have another shot, Colleen. Loosen up. Jesus. So what are we talking about really girthy? We talking about... Yeah, how thick? How thick's his dick? How thick Hold on, dick. look at that. <laughs> She's doing this. Fuck that. The crowd was willing to go along with how thick's a dick. We can keep that going till midnight. How thick's a dick. Wait, no, how thick is it really? Like a, a Coke can? Oh, stop it. It's not that big. Well, now I got to see it. That's, the... <laughs> That's like an ankle. That's not a penis. Does he put his foot up your vagina? <laughs> Girthy, man. I, I, I wish one time someone would say that about my dick. Oh, it's girthy. I never hear that. I always hear like, oh, it's... Yes. They don't have anything. They just let it die <laughs> just, there. Oh. <laughs> I got ellipses dick, man. They just dot, dot, dot oh, me. Oh, it's in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got one, too. Yo, Alex is oh, like... Oh, fuck, man. Dude, I would... You're going to move the show I didn't along, realize son. we were done bantering. Yo, <laughs> yo, Alex is like, I heard you're like, you know, girthy. And is like, you know, your girlfriend who's like semi-conscious. <laughs> who's like, I'm here. Is like saying that she can't take you, you know, like in the butt, all right? Because you're too big. So what I gotta say is, you win, Paul. This is great. It's just great that you're so big, you know. But here's the thing: you gotta say like, you know, it's New Year's Eve, and this is like 2020, which is like perfect vision. 
So why don't you watch my cock go in your ass? Every <laughs> day! There you go. All right, now we're, now we're back. Uh, Tanya Jamila, are you here, Tanya? That's how to answer, Tanya. Yes. My name is Tanya. Ralph, I've been listening to you since long ago. Oh, shut up. Um, no, thank you. Uh, you're fucking hilarious, so talented. I wish you the best and hope to work with you someday. Well, thank you. I don't know what kind of work you do, but perhaps we will get together. Are you in the sex work trade by any chance? Because <laughs> I'm single, you know. <laughs> Kevin, I enjoy listening to your lengthy stories and your girlish giggles while I drive. What the fuck? <laughs> And I hope I can smoke with you sometime. No, all right, fair enough. You know, you can kill two birds with one stone. If you work with Kevin, you can also smoke with him, it turns out. I love you guys. I'm so excited to be attending your New Year's show with my new bae, Raul. Oh, Raul. Where's Raul, uh, how girthy are you, Raul? <laughs> Tanya, show us with your hands how girthy Raul is. Show us! Oh, another one, two-handed girthies. Come on, what are the odds that two dudes with dicks that thick are in the audience at the same time? When two of them are up on stage, right? Yeah. What are the odds? Back to eating Raul over there. Well, funny you should mention, Kevin, because Tanya asks, I was wondering if sexy Kevin can ask Raul if he'd be down to lick my asshole. <laughs> Well, and maybe give him some tips on how to maneuver the one-eyed snake. Let's get freaky, writes Tanya. Ooh. Happy New Year, brother. Oh, Tanya. You need no advice from me. You just said them some of the dirtiest shit imaginable in front of 200 strangers on New Year's Eve. If Raul doesn't let you lick his ass... Wait. No. Raul doesn't lick her asshole. Oh, Tanya. Take two. I misread the letter completely. What the fuck? What do you mean? I got to ask this guy to lick your asshole? If he ain't doing it, dump his ass right fucking now, man. Ass work is mandatory in 2020, for Christ's sakes. Is that no one longer, of the new laws in California? Yeah, it's no longer a treat. Every guy's standard for ass working right now. All right. Raul, eat that ass, man. Trust me. It pays dividends like crazy and shit. Wow. I, I mean, I just got outraged. I lost I the character. I can tell. You jumped right out of character. I thought I was trying to talk her and eating his ass, which like, would have made more sense. Like Hal Holbrook stopped being Mark Twain all of a sudden. <laughs> That's your fucking pull? I got one-man shows in my mind. Fair enough. All right, you know what else we do here on the, uh, what's the show called? Hollywood Babylon. Thank you. We also get emails from all around the world. Josh? Ain't no drag. Garmin's got an email back. Featuring Kevin's reactions. That's right. Uh, this is, uh, I love these emails. People have been sending in emails of song lyrics that they had wrong their entire lives until recently. So funny. Van Oy sent this one in. Van says, my work wife and close friend of nine years admitted to me just the other day that she could not understand why the Gin Blossoms' biggest hits was dedicated to a girl named Chelsea. 
we're never we're never gonna let her live that down. Yeah, she thought the lyrics to <laughs> Hey Jealousy were Hey Chelsea. Here's the thing about Hey Jealousy by the Gin Blossoms. It was on every fucking radio station every five minutes for about a year and a half, and it's called Hey Jealousy. And they say the fucking word about 18 times in that song. Here's the lyric. Hey, Chelsea. No, I don't see it at all. Hey, Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea. Hey, Chelsea. Come on. Hey, Chelsea. Chelsea is the 2020 version of Becky with the good hair. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Thank you, um, This guy's name, do you really think it's Van Noy? What am I missing here? I'm just like, wouldn't it be amazing if Van Noy lived in Van Nuys? Oh, that'd be awesome. It would be. Uh, Let's we, follow up on that. We love it when folks write into us about uh, towns they live in or have visited that have fucked up names. As always, I apologize. We got lazy with the segment, so we simply call it Your Town's Got a Fucked Up Name. This one comes from Lewis Carroll in Ireland. Lewis Carroll, not the not the Alice in Wonderland. I want to. How do you know? He could be a fan. He he could be. Yes, yes, he could be. Dear Ralph and Kevin, this is a sign of the aptly named hometown of the girl I lost my virginity to. Thanks for all the free funny. This is a neighboring town that where Lewis grew up. Kilcock. <laughs> yeah. I guess it would, if you lost your virginity in Kilcock, it would finally kill the cock. It'd be awesome if it was just a town of all women. Oh, like Themyscira. Yeah, man. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino presents Kilcock. Kilcock. <laughs> you should call him. That would totally be his next film. The tagline is, fuck off, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uma Thurman is the cock killer in Kilcock. Kilcock. We love it, especially this time of year. We, haven't, we didn't get a chance to do a Christmas show because Kevin was on the road, but the, uh, the things that are meant for kids to enjoy. Boys and girls are supposed to enjoy these presents, and it turns out that often they're wildly inappropriate, and that's why we have this segment called Inappropriate Toys. Not appropriate for girls, not appropriate for boys. What the fuck is that? Inappropriate Toys. Yeah, this first one came from Hal. He was uh, shopping for his kid this holiday season. She loves books, and he was looking for a book. She loves horses. He was looking for a horse book. And this is important to realize for anyone who is a, uh, in the retail business in the audience, the price tag placement is crucial uh. because sometimes uh, you get this result. Instead of the, uh, the hungry horse, you get... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Now I really want to press the button. Yeah. I want to hear the story of the hung horse. <laughs> Fuck. Find out what happens. Press the button, just get squirted in the face yes. and shit. I think Colleen wrote that book, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> the fucking hung horse. He's girthy. He's girthy. Uh, this came from Paul in Leicester in the UK. He was shopping for Christmas decorations for his kids, and he came across this one. Been 
Yeah, it's a twerking bear. <laughs> a twerking bear. <laughs> That's what you need for the kids, is the twerking bear. That is awesome. It's is Jason, Jason Derulo. Song? Yeah, who has a massive cock, by the way, Jason Derulo. What do you mean? He was the one who was booted off of Instagram because he took a picture of himself just in his underwear, and they said, no, your penis is still too impressive. You have to go. But they could throw you off Instagram for that? Because it was too impressive in his underwear. Wow. That's what he said. I know wow. they fucking took it off him in Cats. You can't be... In Cats, well, yeah, sure. They, Nobody will see it anyway. You know what else they erased from Cats is all the uh, box office money. <laughs> um, that twerking bear is hot, man. Last time I but saw one not. of those was over in Boys Town. <laughs> no. That's a different kind of bear, Kevin. <laughs> His name was Sam. Might as well just get Mrs. Claus He was on a the power pole. bottom. It was amazing. So he could really fucking twerk, man. Uh, wow, this is way too much information. These are going to be your options in this new single world. You're going to get to go on adventures that I've only fucking dreamed about, man. You're not even a bear anymore. You're, like, a, you're like an otter now. I don't know if I'm otter material. You're an otter. You're a sleek, hairy thing. Is that no, a, fucking... I you're sleek. sleek. No. You're sleek. I'll tell I, you what you are. You're sleek. When I take off this shirt, six boobs roll out and shit. I've never been more turned on than I am right now. <laughs> That's what single life has led me to. Totally. Yeah. You're like, his tits are looking good. And I'm lastly, here if you need me. Lastly, this came from Storm, also an inappropriate thing for kids. This is a, uh, a beverage dispenser for kids for this time of year. What's better than a jolly snowman? Just giving your, uh, your dispensers. Can we punch in on that bottom half there, John? Yeah. Come on, man. It'd be ingenious if the container got smaller as you kept using the yes. water. Like he pissed himself away. <laughs> That's uh, they something say they don't never... eat yellow snow, but I don't want to drink yellow snow either. Quite they frankly. never did address that in the Frosty the Snowman song, the possibility that if he takes a leak, pieces of him go away. <laughs> that he might melt out of his penis. Is yes. that what your fear was? Yes. Yeah. One more lyric for the song, like, <laughs> I know that here know this that I can't piss, cause I am made of snow. So even though it hurts my bladder, I can never go. <laughs> Frosty had problems. Uh, snow that he was made of was blessed by Christmas, but he disappeared when he took a piss. Frosty the snowman had prostate problems too. <laughs> he stuck a finger up his frozen ass. He would shoot a lot of goo. <laughs> this is a better children's book than The Hung Horse, I promise you. I beg to differ. Oh, Lord. Oh, I'm glad you're home. Thank you. Uh, we also uh, we do a segment uh, regularly here on the show because I'm confused by uh, Japan. I don't understand why they do what they do, the things they like. Why I don't get it at all. And so I try to be respectful, and I ask, always respectfully, what the fuck, Japan? 
What the fuck, Japan? What the fuck, Japan? This came from Diane Traeger in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Oh, right across the bridge from Philadelphia. Why did you go woo? Who said woo? You're from Philadelphia? Give me a big wet kiss right now, lady. Oh, Delco, yeah. You girls were all right, yeah. What's a Delco chick? I want to meet you, a Delco girl. Delaware County, yeah. Is that where Philadelphia yeah. is? Just outside Philly, yeah. So what is Philadelphia? Uh, Philadelphia? Bucks County. No, Bucks County is the county north of Philadelphia. Philadelphia is its own city proper, and then you had counties surrounding Philadelphia. And hers is the slutty one? No, I'm just... I just she like, goes, yes! I just dated some girls from Delco, and they were Were they fast? Very accommodating. <laughs> really? Yeah, I always liked the girls from Delco. Yeah. It's always room at the inn? <laughs> <laughs> for baby Jesus. <laughs> I guess that's a really bad sexual It term. really is. We're going to get banned like that Netflix show. Oh, Gay Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's not his title, is it? I don't believe so. That was her first mistake. <laughs> uh, from Japan... Uh, you know sponge cake? You used to eat sponge cake when you were still eating sugar, right? Sponge I mean, cake. Sponge cake. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's delicious. Here's the thing. <laughs> it feels like a trick question. I'm like, no. why? Here's the thing about sponge cake in Japan, however. They can't just leave well enough alone. They have to take sponge cake, and they have to make it look like an actual fucking sponge, because that's something that people will find appetizing, apparently. Yeah. This is from uh, baker uh, Takahiro Shibata. This is his version of sponge cake. Oh. It's a sponge... It's cake that looks like sponge with the, uh, the, the scratchy part on the top and then some kind of something on the side of it, whether it's soap or cream or whatever. But this is like the newest thing. is like their dessert sponge cake looks like a, an actual kitchen sponge that you would scrub your plates with and then you eat that. Highly appetizing. No, it's not. And here's a video describing how they say you should eat it. Here's, here's the video. With great shame. <laughs> You put slop all over the plate, and then you, you eat a bite out of the sponge, and then you just slop up the stuff on the plate, and then you, and then you just wash it with an actual sponge when you're all done. Why the fuck does that have to happen? Can't they just eat a piece of cake in Japan? I got only one question. Is it vegan? <laughs> no, I have no idea. It's awful. Speaking of awful, boy, a lot of people died in a hurry to get done this year before they got out. Is that right? A ton of people died. We got a lot of Tinseltown stiffs to get through. Oh, shit. And now, another edition of Tinseltown Stiffs. They will be missed. A lot of people to talk about before uh, we get to the end of the show. These are all people who worked in show business who left us too soon, but left behind bodies of work that we'll know for many, many years to come. Starting with Ali Willis. Grammy-winning songwriter who was so talented, 72 years old. She wrote a ton of hit songs. She was Grammy, a, a Grammy winner, inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2018. Wrote for Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. She wrote the music for September, yeah. Uh, Boogie Wonderland was also wow. her song. She wrote Pointer Sisters' Neutron Dance. Love that song. Uh, Dusty Springfield's What Have I, What Have I, What Have I Done to Deserve This, that the Pet Shop Boys later also did. 
That was originally done by Dusty, Dusty Springfield. Sprinkle, and she actually she guest starred on that that hit single for the Pet Shop. Really? Boys. Yeah. Uh, Patty Labelle's "Lead Me On" from the Karate Kid. You're the best. You're Contributions the best. to Hello. the uh, Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. She scored uh, the Broadway musical adaptation of The Color Purple. She worked oh, on that shit. as well. What an amazing lady. Here's a picture of her. There's Allie Willis right there, also known as quite the character around Hollywood, had amazing parties. Our own uh, Josh uh, Roush worked with her. Is that right? He shot a, doc a little documentary thing with her, right, Josh? Yeah, she was, uh, <clears throat> sorry, it's a little tough. She was a client of mine, and uh, we did a little, uh, like a mini documentary on the uh, making of September. It was like a live kind of engagement where she described it and had several other musicians uh, play the song. Do you Are you remember? fucking serious? Yeah, yeah. She was a sweetheart. Yeah, um, I'm sure she was. I just didn't know that you worked on that thing. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's pretty good. She had a very... Uh, she demanded a high-quality work, um, unlike you guys. How uh, dare you? <laughs> but she We're was... We're going to demand a higher quality <laughs> next fucking show. I'll tell you that much. But she was an absolute sweetheart. Um, it's good to know that uh, when we both pass, what you'll say about us is... They didn't demand a high quality yeah. of work. They were kind of fucking stupid and sloppy. <laughs> so I guess it was easy to work for them. It was much It was much worse when Allie Willis died versus when they died. I was kind of okay with that. I'm just saying I can do this and drink. I couldn't do that and drink. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a lot of oversight on that job. Uh, but because of the power of television, her best-known work will probably always be a theme song she wrote for a very popular sitcom. Alf. No. I know which one This it is. one. No one told you life was gonna be this way. John's a joke you broke, the love lives the old way. You look like Chandler. Could I be more Chandler? Are we going to play the whole fucking song? It's 45 seconds. She died. Let her have it. You got some place to go, for fuck's sake? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anything more white this year than a bunch of people clapping in unison with that song. That was incredible, man. People are losing their shit, because, you know, tonight at midnight, you people may want to leave. You can't watch Friends on Netflix anymore tonight at midnight. Oh, is it leaving as of tonight? Yes, and people are losing their fucking minds on the Internet. There was a whole list of tweets saying, well, fuck 2020. What point is it? I can't watch fucking Friends anymore. Kill me now. Can you not buy it on, like, iTunes or some such shit? You son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's going it's, away. It's going to cost you $400 to buy the entire run of just Friends. Just buy the episode you like, You man. rich motherfucker. <laughs> oh, just... Oh, just spend $400 by every episode on Amazon Prime. If Some I really people need to it. binge economically. Fair enough. They'll be able to buy it on one of the many apps that are coming this year in 2020. Actually, it'll be on uh, the HBO Prime Plus HBO Max app. Max. That's where you get to watch Friends Yeah, again. but not until May. So how are people going to... Oh, fuck. How are we going to make it, Ralph? Right? How are you going to know whether they were on a break or not until fucking May? So true. Fuck Friends. Seriously, though. 
you people with the Friends obsession, with the pop-up, Central Perk, and I'll go fuck yourself. It was all... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Speaking of fucking yourself, this guy, Lee Mendelson, the guy who produced the Peanuts specials, this <laughs> fucking guy. Why fuck him? Why? The Peanuts have never been funny fucking once, ever. don't have to be funny, man. They're national treasures and shit. You know why they're national treasures, Kevin? Why? Because there was nothing else to look at for a <laughs> lot of years. And then we just, they got grandfathered in. It was like, well, we have to love the Peanuts because in 1962, when the first special came on, no one gave a fuck and there's the only thing we could watch. And now Christmas time is here. Go fuck yourself. You're a suicidal Christmas song. <laughs> This guy, Lee Mendelson, the first producer of all the Chris, all the peanuts specials. He did all specials. the peanuts specials. He did all of them. He's all a those legend. fucking humorless, dour, fucking half-hour. They're classics. Depressing, suicidal half hours of television. The little boy has cancer. Leave him alone. Then the, he went on to do Garfield animation, and then he did all the Kathy animated specials. He, speci <laughs> he specialized in not funny comic strips. That's all this guy did was produce television based on comic strips that were unfucking funny. Garfield was funny. At oh, one point. if you fucking say lasagna once, I'm gonna punch you right in the head. Snoopy was my first crush, man. So like, I'm, I'm all, I love those. Hold specials. the phone. I loved Snoopy when I was a kid. Yeah, Lee Mendelson passed away. Uh, produced more than 50 animated specials, including oh, all those god awful. He's the guy specials. who's responsible for bringing in Vince Guaraldi. Yes, he is. We're all we're all painfully aware of all that Peanuts music. And he also wrote the lyrics to "Christmas Time Is Here." Who did Lee Mendelson? This guy, this producer, yeah. He sat down and he wrote these words down on purpose. What are they? Christmas time is Let's here. Let's watch a little piece of video, Ooh, fuck shall yes. we? There's a rousing Christmas tune for you to put you in the spirit. Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? Oh, my God. I was just like, God, oh, that's, that's the image of a happy childhood. Is it really? And then you hung yourself with your mic cord. <laughs> like a fucking munchkin. Jesus Christ. Radio legend Don Imus passed away this week at the age of 79. It's true, Don Imus passed away. Yeah, he was a big deal on radio. Sure, well, he did was... Did he travel to Philly? He was everywhere. He was international for a minute there. But I mean, back when we were kids, like, uh, I knew him no, from you know 66, WNBC. Right? yeah. He was on there with Stern for a minute, then he went to WNBC. Before Stern, he was the guy. He was yeah. the original shock jock. He and was. Then and then Stern came up and was like, fuck, I miss. They had a very tempestuous relationship, apparently. Uh, beyond though. tempestuous. He, yeah. You know, he said, he would, uh, Howard alleged that... Uh, Imus was all sorts of like racist and sexist behind. Well, the word doors. is he was awful. He was an awful human being. But he was very successful. And then he made he then he referenced the Rutgers University women's basketball team Snappy as nappy-headed hose, and that was the beginning, the end of his uh, his career. Yep. And now he's dead, and not many people are sad. 
Um, his family, of course. Yeah, sure. Are. Yes. Totally. And he must have had fans at the end or something right. like that. Still better than that Lee Mendelssohn motherfucker. <laughs> no matter what he said, you know what he didn't write? Christmas time is here. <laughs> How is that a song that anyone wants to hear at Christmas? Do you think there's a way to take those lyrics and make it fun? Christmas time is here? Yeah. yeah. Christmas time is here. Whatever the fuck the words are. <laughs> but you know what's not fun? Christmas time <laughs> is here. Not the fucking Children of the Corn chorus singing that. <laughs> Zombie children singing that song. What the hell were they thinking? Here's a guy who knew how to write a song. Jerry Herman. He was a Broadway composer. He did Mame. He did La Cage aux Folles. He oh. did a ton of smash hits. He was 88 years old, and he passed away this week. Best known probably for writing the, the words and music to Hello, Dolly, one of the biggest smash hit songs on Broadway. Wow. Remember this? Barbara Streisand? Even people who don't know that musical know that song. Yeah. Right? That you're okay with. The peanuts you shit on, but that you're okay with. That's uplifting. It's fun. It's joyous. <laughs> Hello, dog. No, exactly. That's what it's not. <laughs> Plus, if you ever get to meet the, the Dalai Lama, you can go, Hello, Dolly. Well, see? And it makes multi purpose. <laughs> I think you is. and I, for next Christmas, should do an album of Christmas songs. Every song done as the Peanuts, Christmas time is here. Santa Claus is coming. Everything about those specials are awful. Why do people still like Peanuts? Why? Away in a manger. <laughs> Fucking death. We will eat your soul. You know what's sadder than people dying? It's people dying that I used to masturbate to. That's always no. sad for me. I thought, were, I thought you were gonna say what's sadder than people dying is some people living. Oh, there's that. <laughs> but when I, when I see someone die that I used to masturbate to, mm. it, it's a special kind of sadness that I get. My it penis is a deep gets loss, sad. Yeah. Yes. And such was the case this week with Claudine Auger. She was a Bond girl from a movie called Thunderball, one of the great Sean Connery, James Bond movies. She played uh, Dominique Derval, or Domino, as she was known in the film. She was the sister of the, the pilot that was carrying the atom bombs that are, that are stolen by Spectre. And they kill him, and Bond tells her about the fact that they did that and enlists her aid to try to stop Spectre from uh, blackmailing all of the, the, uh, the, the countries to pay money to get those bombs back. And she was a stunning woman. She was a Miss France. She was in the Miss World pageant and she was plucked out of a cast of a, a number of actresses who were, were fighting for the role, including Julia Christie, Raquel Welsh, and Faye Dunaway were all up for the role, and she won it. Wow. She passed away at the age of 78 this week. Here's a little bit of the James Bond movie Thunderball featuring Claudine Auger and Sean Connery. This is a Geiger counter. To press this lever, if it starts clicking, it means the bombs are aboard. What do I do then? Go straight up on deck. As a disco volante is being watched, you'll be spotted. Vargas behind you. 
must have followed us. I think he got the point. I think he got the point! God, I want to fuck Sean Connery so bad. <laughs> they uh, both look strikingly young. The thing is, that, like, I, that movie is from our childhood, so they... Like, I remember that. That doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah, I know. And now it's like, wait, that lady? I was like, that lady can't be 73, but She's she wasn't 78, and she passed away. Well, yeah. she wasn't 73. She was 78. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, she was even older. Um, what a fucking shame, but, you know, there it is. Forever. There she is. I get it. I can there. still masturbate to her. Don't get me wrong. And I still will. And I was doing it while we showed that clip. <laughs> but... She's no longer around to appreciate it. That's true. She'll never have to know. Now she'll watch you. <laughs> From beyond. Yes. Yeah. You were always a fan. <laughs> I would love to have ghost sex with her. That'd be great. Ghost sex. Like that Dan Aykroyd blowjob in Ghostbusters? <laughs> That's right. Do you think they'll do that in the new Ghostbusters movie or no? I hope so. <laughs> and then this also broke my heart because I was a huge fan of this guy and his work. His name was Neil yeah. Innes, and he was... Big um, part of our childhood. Yes, because first of all, he was, he was pals with the Pythons, with the Monty Python crew. He was a big part of their final season of that show. But he was also a very talented comedian and songwriter and singer in his own right. He had a crazy uh, musical group called the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band, um, but more importantly, he did the first mockumentary along with Eric Idle from Python. They did a spoof of the Beatles with a band called the Ruttles in a documentary called All You Need Is Cash versus All You Need Is Love. And it was, it was a story of this band called the Ruttles, but it was a step-for-step -step spoof of the entire career and history of the Beatles. And Neil Innes was so talented, he took all the Beatles music and rewrote parody songs based on all of the all the different uh, iterations Styles, yeah. of the of their career from the beginning to the end he passed away this week at the age of 75 enormously talented and i had a chance to meet the guy once where they did a thing at the ricardo montalban theater in hollywood it was a celebration of the ruddles documentary and Eric Idle was there, and he was there, and a few of the other people involved were there, and he stuck around to do a Q&A, and then he stuck around to meet and greet afterwards, and he was so kind and so nice to me. And I was a huge Beatles fan as a kid, and this was, I was a big Python fan too, so this was the, the meeting of both worlds together. But here's a little piece of that documentary. If, you've, if you're a Beatles fan at all, hell, if you, if you like um, Spinal Tap or any of the Chris Guest stuff or any of the stuff that came afterwards. That's kind of where it started. You here. owe it to yourself to watch All You Need Is Cash because it's kind of brilliant. Here's a little bit of Neil Innes's work. They are playing a Beatles band-esque band called The Ruddles and this is a song based on the early career of the Beatles called, um, I forget what this one is called, but you'll see. I feel good, I feel bad, I feel happy, I feel sad. Am I in love? Ah, I must be in love. I feel rich, I feel poor. I'm in doubt, I feel sure. Am I in love? Ah, I must be in love. Great thing about this documentary is that George Harrison, of course, was a big proponent of Eastern religion and the sitar and everything they had. 
and an East Indian actor play the George Harrison role in the band. I mean, there's all <laughs> kinds of funny gags in that show uh, that if you It's actually seen it, like a legit good song. It's a legit pop song, yeah. yeah. And it's just so talented. Uh, 70, 75 years old, he passed Legendary away. Legendary fucking life. He was also the dude in the Holy Grail that did... Uh, brave Sir Robin. He sang Brave, Brave Sir Robin. He was the troubadour. Yeah. He bravely ran away. Yeah. Yeah, Shut so. up! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Gone too Is soon. that it? All the all the they're dead all, people are all gone. Dead, yeah, uh, all, huge buckets win of all, all of them. They will all be missed. And Fair the enough. fucking best part about it is they'll never have to die again. Hey, uh, boys! Just so you know, about fourteen minutes left. Shut up! We have so much show. Fourteen minutes left till the end of till the midnight? year and the end of the decade. Yes. Wow. Wow. All right. What do we do? Do we go right into show business news? You call, Captain. Yeah, hell yeah. All right. I'm going to save those for another show. They'll, 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 they'll linger. They'll be useful. All right. Uh, let's get into the uh, HBO headlines then. How about that, Josh? Can we skip ahead? Give me head. Give me head. Give me headlines. And give me head. <laughs> if you think you had a good holiday, you didn't. Not compared to these two guys. These two guys went skiing together. Let's take a look at this picture. Clint Eastwood and Arnold Schwarzenegger on the slopes together. Wow. Right? Two icons. In fact, uh, Schwarzenegger posted this picture and said, Name a more iconic duo. I'll wait. Batman and Robin? Yeah. Jay and Silent Bob? I don't know about that. But still, fucking, uh, that's impressive, man. They're both really old. They are really old. Uh, Schwarzenegger, 72. Clint Eastwood on the slopes at 89 years old. What the fuck? That's just irresponsible. (laughs) Holy shit, really? I went skiing for the first time. Doesn't that make you feel like a real, like, man, I should try skiing or something? I went skiing for the first time about a year ago. And? Fucked my knee all up. He's 89, just like... Well, I just, I guess I can just go down this. I don't get, oh, there's an empty chairlift. I should talk to it. <laughs> just doing, just fucking, just going off. He's at the top of the hill going, get off my lawn. <laughs> that's right. Um, wow, man, that's the Terminator and Dirty Harry skiing together. Skiing together. It's a little weak. What do you think, like, what's, the, have they known each other? I, I can imagine. Uh, I mean, the Terminator, the governor, was a uh, Republican governor, and I know uh, Clint Eastwood Clint was a big uh, Republican. The uh, mayor at one point of of Carmel, California. Yeah. So I guess, but it's just so weird to see him side by side. But that's cool with me. Sharon Stone is in the news. She has been blocked from the Bumble dating app. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I'm familiar with the Bumble dating app. What is it? A Bumble dating app is a dating app where women have to make the first move. So men and women put their um, profiles up, but only women can initiate conversation. Men can't contact the women. The women have to contact the men. Oh, I thought it was a dating service for Bumbles because Bumbles bounce. (laughs) No. It's kind of like bees and honey, you know? And so the, the honey gets to pick the bee. But she was bounced from the site because men kept complaining that there's a woman on there impersonating Sharon Stone. Uh, They didn't believe she would possibly be on that dating site, so they kept complaining, and so they shut down her profile, and she had to go to the creators and say, I went to the Bumble dating site. They closed my account. Some users reported that it couldn't possibly be me. Hey, Bumble, is being me exclusionary? Don't shut me out of the hive. 
And so they went back and they reinstated her account. So she's still uh, eligible if you want to go on Bumble and try to get a date with Sharon Stone. That's what I'm getting out of the story is like Sharon Stone is on a dating app? She's thirsty, apparently, <laughs> as the kids say. Is that the, f the phrase for it? Yes. And if you're, looking, uh, if you're looking to date Sharon Stone and you want to know what she's into, she was on The Late Late Show with James Corden with Elton John the other night. And here's what she said about what she's looking for in a man. What's Sharon Stone looking for, if anything? Um. Big one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's me out. Um. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Holy fuck. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. It goes on for about another minute. Now we know why she's single. <laughs> um, she does look incredible, though. She Heavens, looks I haven't great, seen but her in a while. How nuts is she? Yeah, Elton John's not that funny. No, he is not. Nine minutes, boys. Nine minutes. All right, we got, we got nine time. minutes to figure out the, the, the last nine minutes of the last Babylon of the decade. All right, we got I think we got time for a little Justin Bieber news. Fuck yeah. Yes. Justin Bieber. Nobody fucking needs ya. You wanna know why? I'll tell you why. Cause you're a little cunt. You are indeed. That felt good. Justin Bieber is threatening us all again with a summer tour. He has announced he will be embarking on a 45-city stadium tour in the summer of 2020, starting May 14th in Seattle's CenturyLink Field and then continuing through the MetLife Stadium in New Jersey until what? September. What? New Jersey? Yeah. He also used the occasion this week to announce the name of his new single, which is called Yummy. You heard me. He says, it's the, it's the music I've loved out of most I've ever done. It's where God wants me to be right now. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Here's a little taste of yummy. Yeah, you got that yummy, 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 yummy. It's the music that I've loved the most out of anything I've done. Say the word on my way. Check it out. Cheapest music video ever, man. And it's he's so awful. Can we just agree his music is awful? It's auto-tuned, and it's him saying yummy, 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 yummy over again and over again. And what man uses the word yummy over and over again? Same man that said baby, baby, baby all over again. Uh, when asked what was the inspiration for his new single, Bieber posted this photo on his Instagram account. <laughs> so I don't know who's oh, to blame man. here, but... Uh, Fuck. Should have kept my mouth shut. Maybe. Uh, in geek news, really quick, we got some geek news uh, intro there. Ruff and Kevin, Ruff and Kevin, Ruff and Kev's Geek News. Uh, really quickly about geek news. Uh, if you're a fan of the 1966 Batman TV series, not you, Robin, we're not talking to you. <laughs> Speaking of Robin, Burt Ward, who played Robin on that series, is getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. 
In just a couple days, January 9th, it's happening at 11 o'clock on Hollywood Boulevard, right in front of the uh, Guinness World Records building. They're putting it right next Is to... Is he really? That's yes. right across from... Uh, it's coming villainy from yes. the cantina. Yeah. Very nice. That's um, where Adam's is. That's where Adam West's star is, and they're putting Burt Ward's star in right next to Adam West. Oh, that fucking rocks. Be. There's going to be a big event uh, down there on Hollywood Boulevard. If you're available and you want to hang out, it is 11 o'clock on January 9th. Burt Ward getting his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. They've uh, not yet announced all the celebrities who will be talking on behalf of uh, Burt Ward, but I think we can announce tonight one of them, can't we? Kevin yeah, Smith? tell them who it is. Kevin Smith is going to be talking on behalf of Burt Ward. Burt Ward called me up literally and said, Holy television! Did you see the After Crisis show that Kevin Smith hosted after the CW Crisis crossover? And I was like, yes, I did, Bert. I, I, I watched those shows, and I always watch uh, Kevin's work. And he said, he mentioned my name, and he was talking about my appearance on the crossover. I was like, yeah, I know. It was fun for us all to see. It was like, do you think he would come out and, and, and talk about the, the star at the event? And I said, well, I could certainly reach out and ask him. And I did, and Kevin said, yeah, he'd be up for it. I, in a, I, like, I'm flying back from uh, Florida uh, and getting in very early uh, to get there in time to do it, because if you had told five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old me who literally watched, like, looked forward to three o'clock every day so we could watch two half hours of fucking Batman and Robin that one day Robin would call him for his help and shit. I was like, oh, my God, I was happy to do it. So, yeah, I'm, I can't fucking wait, man. Now, isn't like, you know, it, how old is Bert? He's 73, I think. 73 years old. Yeah. Um, he's probably going to have family there. I'm sure he will. So probably not good to bring up how big his dick is. Doesn't he have a, he has a legendarily like a bat pole, doesn't he? He wrote about it in his own autobiography. I think it's fair game. Really? Yeah. While he's getting a star? I'd be disappointed if he didn't. His whole family's there. And I'm like, let me tell you about this guy's dick, man. Like, yeah. We're, we're girthy into the speech, too. <laughs> <if you could. laughs> done and done. That'd be awesome. I said, Burt Ward is earthy and girthy. That's right. Four minutes, boys. Four minutes. All right, we can do this. Four minutes left to this wretched year for Ralph. All right, we got we to gotta jump into Neeson's cock, I think, then. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Can we hit me some... Uh... Oh, we can't help but wonder How big is Leo Neeson's cock? Wie groß ist am Liam Neeson's Penis? All right. These are the last ne Liam Neeson cock facts for 2019. Of the decade, bitch. Right. This is the last time you'll do it in this decade. All right. Next time you do this, it's like the future. <laughs> the roaring 20s. Yes. We do this. We'll be back for the roaring fucking 20s. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. Greta Thunberg has blamed it for 79% of Earth's climate change. <laughs> you have stolen my dreams, Liam Neeson. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. Meatloaf would do anything for it. No exceptions. <laughs> Liam Neeson's cock is so big. This year was the only thing bigger than Baby Yoda. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm wearing Baby Yoda. I know you are, yes. Liam Neeson's cock is so big. How big is it? 
It is opening its own chain of chicken restaurants, LNC, Liam Neeson's Cock. I think we have a picture of the, uh, the table there, don't we? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, what, shit. What every piece of chicken looks like. It shoots 11 herbs and spices. <laughs> That's Neeson looking good right there. <laughs> and lastly, Liam Neeson's Cock is so big. Marvel has casted in a brand new film for 2020, The Fantastic Foreskin. Oh, fuck. Ladies and gentlemen of Hollywood, have you had a good time this evening? We got one minute till I start the video countdown. What What's is that? One minute until we start the video countdown. It is 11.58, ladies and gentlemen, man. I hope to God y'all had a great 2019, all sorrows aside and regrets, but I hope your 2020 is going to be fucking... Magical, man. It's all up to us and stuff. Let's go into 2020 with a positive attitude. This fucking guy is the most positive person I've seen. Give it up for fucking Ralph. He survived. You survived 2019, you son of a bitch. Let's hear it from my babble brother, Mr. Kevin Smith. And a great 2020 to us all. I think it's going to be a good year. I really do. And fuck K-Rock, that's like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's an oldie, that's that an oldie, been, but a goodie. That would great in like New Year's Eve 2017. <laughs> he but wants still, you to play the I classics. agree with you, yes. Up oh, here we go. We got Kids, a minute, we got a minute. This is it, man, don't forget. Here's your chance. Uh, we get to turn the page. Uh, we get to head into a clear the slate, head into a new fucking situation and whatnot. It's... The only way to head into this next fucking decade is it's going to be amazing. Yes? Look, it's going to be whatever it's going to be. Well, we might as well go in hopeful, right? Fucking A, man. I can't wait, man. I'm going to I'm gonna enter my 50s this year and shit. Oh, yeah. Next time we leave a decade, I'm heading into my 60s. I'm going to enjoy this shit. 50 is the new fucking 30. Whatever. All right, we're almost there, kids. I love you, sir. I love you, buddy. Ladies and gentlemen, we love you all. Here we go, man. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Happy New Have a fantastic 2020, everybody. Thank you for a fantastic 2019. Thank you for a decade's worth of audience worship. You guys rock, man. We'll see you in the coming decade. That is Hollywood Babylon for this year. For this fucking decade, I'm Kevin Smith. I'm Ralph Garman. Babble the fuck off. Good night, Hollywood, and Happy New Year. Happy New
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.